Praise God. God is faithful. All right, well, we started a series some weeks ago called Alive with Christ. Alive with Christ, and I think we're on the third part. Um, let's look at Galatians 2, verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What we were um, singing about this evening, we've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. We we were um, buried with Christ, figuratively, and we have been risen or raised with Him. We were crucified with Christ, we were buried with Him, and now we uh, live with Him. The, the Bible says here, It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live, this, I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In the Amplified, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me, and the life I now live in the body I live by faith in, adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. In the Passion Translation, it says, My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah, and no longer lives, for the nails of his cross crucified me with him, and now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. We live in union as one. The, the, my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. So I want you to notice in this translation, uh, let's read um, the second part of, of the verse there, where it says, and now the essence. Can you go back one? Yeah, we'll just start. My old identity has been crucified with Messiah, no longer uh, lives, for the nails of his cross crucified me. With him, and now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. We live in union as one. Who are we talking about? Jesus, the Son of God, through his Spirit in us, we are living as one. The anointed one lives his life through me, and we are. Uh, living in union as one. It says, My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me so much that He gave Himself for me, and He dispenses His life into mine. So our life 
we're not living just alone. We're not living going through the motions just us. The Bible says here we are in union with Him. We are in union with Him. Uh, John 17, verse 20. Let's go to that if we could. John 17, 20. Jesus said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the word may believe that you sent me, that they also may be in one or may be one in us. So Jesus is saying here that these he's praying for us, he's, he's saying I don't just pray for these here, but all those that will believe through their word. So we, Jesus is praying for us. He's saying, I'm praying for those that will believe through the disciples' word. And he says that they also may be one in us. So we are one. Before that, it says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. So we, and then we just got done reading that we live as, uh, or live in union as one. So we are living in what Jesus was praying about here. That we would be, we would be in union with God. So God himself is living in us. He is living through us. His life is in us. His life is being uh, poured into us and through us. The anointed one lives his life through us now. So it is not just you going to work. It is not just you driving down the highway. It is not just you going to the store. God Almighty is in union with us. What does union mean? It means we're together. You know, the, when... Uh, uh, a couple is married, they are said to be in union with each other. Well, what does that mean? They are united. Everything that, I mean, it's a, it's a, a binding a legal contract on this earth, but much more than that because it's done uh, before God. The Bible says they become one flesh. Everything that is the one is the others and vice versa. They are in union. And they are really supposed to act as one. They, they are individuals, but they act on behalf of one another. And they're in union. So they're together. God himself is in union with us. The Spirit of Christ is in union with us. Not, he's not out there somewhere. He is in us, with us, and not just with us. He's in union with us. So he's not just like, you know, there's a difference between being with somebody like you're next to them and then being the same. You know, I could be with somebody, but that's different 
than the relationship I have with my wife. So if Shelly were standing next to me, she's with me, but that's not the same as another person standing next to me because the relationship I have with Shelly, I'm in union with her. We are uh, together for all life on this earth. Well, Jesus, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Christ, is not just in us. He is in us, but He's in union with us. So He's not out there. Number one, God is not somewhere else. As a Christian, God is not out there somewhere. When we're praying, of course, He's in heaven. He's, at, you know, God is omnipotent, and uh, uh, He's omnipotent, an omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He's everywhere. But He is. We don't have to look out there. We can. We can. You know, you don't have to look any further than right inside of you. God himself is not on the next street. He's not out there in the heavens somewhere. He's not even in the next room. He is in union with us. He's with us, but he is actually together so much that he's in union with us. If we, if we're going to meditate on that and just talk about that some this evening, if we will get that into our, our mind and then into our heart, that changes the way we look at circumstances and look at any situation we're in. When we walk into a room, it's not, oh, God, help me. God is with us. He is walking into that room because we're walking into that room. He is not just there, like side, like he could be on the side or kind of hanging out in the corner. He is in union with us, which means if you're in union with somebody, you don't just go off and leave them or leave them hang while they deal with some situation. You are there with them. Think about it again. If I'm talking about my wife, if she's dealing with something, it's not like, oh, well, she's dealing with it. That's not my problem. I'm going to go over here. Uh, we are closely knit. So if she's dealing with something, I, I'm going to do what I can to help her and I'm going to walk through it with her and vice versa, well, we need to understand God is that and so much more. So there's never a time that we are without someone. There's never a time when you can say, oh, I'm just so alone. If you're a Christian, that's just not true. And it's not only not true, it is big time in the other direction because you're not only not alone, you have the giver of life with you. you. There's no one you could have that could be more comforting, more helpful, more powerful than him. So we're not over here without God. He not only is with us, he is actually in union with us. So we are not alone. We are infused with the very life of the Almighty. This is something that is much different than religion would tell us. But we have to be careful because as we walk through life, we are constantly bombarded by natural thoughts, by secular thoughts, by thoughts that are without God. And it's not just spoken, it is projected, pictures, uh, it can, of course words uh, can be actually um, something spoken, but videos uh, we got to be careful how we perceive um, things that we see because when they paint a picture without God, they, 
they, they show what a, how to walk through a situation without him, and that's not the situation we're in. And you have to be careful because some things that, that will say they're Christian, they still aren't showing this. They're like, oh God, where are you? Help me. God, where, please. That's not the same as he's in me. He's in union with me. Why am I yelling and begging somebody that is in union with me to help me? That's a, that's a deception. That's not true. That's a falsehood. I don't care what name it has on it. I don't care who put it out. I'm not saying they're evil people, but we have to recognize if something doesn't align with the Word of God, we have to reject it from our thinking because what that has the tendency to do is you see those images, you see those pictures, you read. You know, it could be something you read an article, an, uh, an op-ed or you know, opinion piece, or it can be something that's supposed to be factual, but it's, it's written from a perspective of somebody that doesn't have God and it can describe somebody in a certain situation, but it's describing them, just them walking through it. And what are they going to do? Or how are the doctors going to help them? And boy, they need somebody to come to their aid and they're so helpless. Well, wait a minute. That's not the gospel. That's not what the Bible teaches. And so these things, then when we're walking through situations, you will have help in those images and those uh, descriptions coming back to your mind to try to get you to walk as if you had no one with you. And as a Christian, that's not true. But there is one that would want you to believe that you are alone, that, oh yeah, you're a Christian, but, and God's, yeah, God's there. But you know, you know, He's there, but where is he really? Where has he been? I mean, you can't feel him. You can't sense him. You can't see anything right now, so what's going on? In fact, if he were there, why hasn't he done such and such? Those are all lies. Those are all deceptions. Those are all whisperings from the enemy trying to get you to believe something that isn't true when the whole time God is not only with us, he's in union with us. He is one with us. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 9. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 9. <clears throat> it says, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God He didn't appoint us to wrath. You realize God, Jesus came so that every person could have life. God has, he, he knows the future, but he hasn't limited anybody or preordained anybody to go to hell. You know, there is that thought out there, the teaching, that God has predestined people to one thing or another, and you really can't do anything about it. The saved are going to be saved, and the the people that are lost are going to be lost. That's not true. God gave everybody a free will. Now, he knows who is going to accept him. But he gave him a free will. He's not going to manipulate them. But he appointed us. He knows who's are, are his. And he gave the opportunity to everybody. But he knows who's going to be his. And he 
did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean he picked us out and said, now you can believe. The rest of you, sorry, you can't believe. You're going to hell. As a baby, you're going to hell. Sorry. We already know where you're going. You're never going to accept God. Well, God didn't force them, but he knows. You realize he knows each person what they're going to do and not do from the get-go. And this could answer why. You know, we don't know all the answers, of course, as to why certain people are called to things and not. But a lot of it has to do, God knows how we'll react. He knows, certain, he knows who will honor him and who, who, who will not. And he knows to the degree they'll honor him. And so he's already, he already knows what's going to happen. He's not manipulating people. He's not making them do something. But he knows those that will respond to him. And he knows to what degree they'll respond to him. And only he knows how he distributes gifts and, and all that. But he knows how people will walk out and what they'll esteem, how they'll esteem the things of God. And that they'll say yes. Some people will say yes, and they'll go further. And then they'll say yes, and they'll go further. And he'll, they'll say yes, and they'll go further. And he ultimately has a place where he's bringing them, and he knows other people, they'll reject him from the beginning, will never turn their face toward him. Some people will go so far, and they'll say that's it. Other people will go a little bit further, they'll say that it, that's it. Well, our heart should be we're going to go all the way with God. Whatever He asks us to do, we're going to do that. Whatever we see in His Word, we're going to do that. We're going to act on the Word, we're going to say the Word, and we're going to go on with Him because He's true. And He is not going to force us to do anything. you realize God will not force you to do anything? He won't force me to do anything? Do you know, if you don't want to follow Him and don't want to do, do anything that, that are His things... You know, he will let a person stay their whole life in one place and not move. He'll let people go to hell. He doesn't send them to hell. They send themselves to hell because they don't, they don't respond. Well, in the Christian life, we all have the, the ability to respond to him. He's going to ask you to do something just, just in his word, just, just um, acting on his word, doing those things. But then he's going to say things specifically by His Spirit to our hearts and ask us to do certain things. Or, you know, it could be, and people don't differentiate, they don't understand sometimes in a church, if the pastor, and this is general, I'm not saying this because a pastor, I would tell you this regardless, I believe this um, before I was ever a pastor. If the pastor is asking you to do something, the pastor is an under-shepherd for the Lord Jesus Christ who's the head of the church. It's as if Jesus is asking you. That doesn't mean the pastor's God. doesn't mean he has any authority like to lord things over. It means if God has put, if Jesus is in charge of the church and he has put under shepherds and as an under shepherd, a pastor comes and says, will you do this? It's as if Jesus is asking you to do it. It's as if the, 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 the head of the church is saying, will you do this? And they don't understand if they step into whatever's being asked, there's an anointing to do it. Always. Even if it's not a core competency, you think, no, I can't do it. There is an anointing to do it. Why? Because it's delegated authority. And when we say yes, something happens. We go, we move on with him. And there, you know, we walk things out. And uh, 
God is going to ask us, though, in different ways to do things. And then we have a choice. We're going to say yes or no. By His Spirit, there's different ways. You, something becomes clear. I ought, to, I ought to do that. I ought to get involved with that. It's not something that you're jumping up and down necessarily outward, or it could be. But we can't be led by our external. We can't be led by the flesh. We need to be led by what the Spirit of God is saying to us and just be willing to just go on with Him. And so as we go on with Him, we're walking down this path more fully to what He's called us to do. And there's just steps. And so He knows that there are people that are going to keep saying yes. They're just going to keep going on with Him. And then there are people that are going to go so far and they're going to say, nope, I don't want to do that. I can't do that, which is never true. I don't want to do that. But He is faithful and just to bring us along. But He didn't appoint us to wrath. He, uh, he appointed us to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Notice that that we should live together with Him. We are living together with Him. We read that we are in union with Him, that we um, live in union as one. So God has not put us off to live this life just alone. He, is, he has made it such. His will, His, what He has appointed for us, is to obtain salvation and then to walk it out, not alone, but in union with the very Spirit of God. So it's not something, well, it's just, well, gosh, this is really hard what I'm going through. Well, what's our perspective? Is it hard for God? And where is God? He's in us and He's not just in it. He is in union with us. So then, is it, should it be hard for us? Is it hard for God? No. Is God in us? Yes. Is He in union with us? Yes. And where are we? We're with Him. Yes. If it's not hard for Him, should it be hard for us? No. Now, does that mean you won't have any challenges in your flesh or challenges on this earth? No, you're going to have challenges, but it's how we bump up against the challenges. Is God with us? And do, is that a doctrine? Is that like a teaching? Is that out here? Or is that real to us? Is it actually, do we believe he is more in union with us than a spousal relationship, than a marriage? He is closer to us than that. If you can imagine, if you can think, and hopefully you have somebody on the earth that would fit this description. If you can think of somebody that is for you, that you trust, you trust them completely or as much as the, you know, whatever person most fits this bill on the earth, I want to get, I want you to get that person in mind. The person that you trust the most on the earth, the, the person that you, uh, there may be many that fit that bill, but just pick one out. Get them in your mind right now. Think of somebody that you know you can be you with, that you, that you trust them, that they're not going to judge you. They're not going to, uh, be snooty with you, that if you need help, they're there for you, that they would do whatever you need to help them, that if it's the middle of the night, they would come and help you. 
uh, you trust them. They, you know they're for you. You have somebody like that. Hopefully, don't raise your hand. If you don't have somebody, well, think of somebody that's as close to that as possible. God himself, through his spirit, dwells in us and is more willing to help you to walk through things with you and he is closer to you than any of the people that you have in your mind. And if you believe that person would help you, God is much more willing to help you. God is much more able to help you. He's much more capable. He has more resources. So there is nobody on the earth that you say, oh, if I could just be with them, I mean, they could really bring it through. God is more. He, he loves you more. He's closer to you. You say, well, I don't feel him. That's the problem, is that we're looking at feelings and we haven't renewed our mind and our thoughts to line up with the word of God and we're still thinking on the earth, you know, secular, on the earthly things. We're not, we're thinking fleshly. We're not looking and renewing our mind to the things of God. And so when we look at situations, when we look at ourselves, we're thinking, God, I need help. It's, where is it? And you're out there. And I just wish I could, you know, maybe, you know, this person could help me, but they're not here. And if I only had somebody like so-and-so, then I could make it through. And I wish, you know, I had somebody that I had a relationship like so-and-so has a relationship with this person in their life, and then I could make it. All that is wrong thinking because it's putting our dependence on some person when in fact, the whole time, if we're a Christian, we actually are in union with the most powerful being in the universe. Now, it's how do we look at our lives and how are we actually looking at that truth? If it's far off to us, then we need to spend more time meditating on the fact that he is who he said he is. And he is where he said, where the Bible says he is. And he is to us what the Bible says he is. If the Bible says he's in union with us, then our, if our flesh is telling us, I don't know where he is, I don't know, I really need help, we need to start renewing our mind to side in with the word and side in with what our heart's telling us and stop looking at what our flesh and the world is telling us. And this is when it starts to change our lives. See, it doesn't matter if we, if we give mental assent or we, we believe we say we believe, but we really just agree with this mentally, and we go in here and we can all say, oh, that's awesome, amen, praise God, God is with me. And it can be really real to us while we're, you know, listening to the word and, and under the anointing, and we're, we're focused on it, so we're, we're, see, right now you are more in tune with your spirit than you realize, because you've, you've stopped looking at natural things, and the Spirit of God is here to teach us and guide us. So right now, He's quickening you. Where is He quickening you? In your spirit. He's speaking to you in your spirit. And of course, it comes up and bubbles up to your mind and thoughts, but he's, he's, he's contacting you through your heart. So you are more in tune with your spirit than you realize right now. So these things can seem really very real, which they are, because you're in tune with your spirit. But then when you run into a problem on the way home or tomorrow, we have a tendency to go right back into the flesh and the natural thinking. And now it seems like this is far out, out there. And if we don't act on that spiritual truth, we're going to have the same results as somebody that doesn't have it because we're not acting on it. 
And if all it is is just, I agree with it with my head, and I just say, oh, yeah, I, oh, if somebody asks you, oh, I believe Jesus is, you know, the Spirit of God is in me. I know it. He's with me. Well, then we bump up against a situation and go, God, where are you? And we may not even say that. We, may, we, just, we are acting like he's not here. What needs to happen is we need to start, stop looking at what we see, what we feel, and start letting the Word of God be true regardless of what we see or feel. That is faith. And that is when it starts affecting our actual lives on this planet. It's because we act like the Word of God is true. We get it in our mind and our thought process is different. It takes renewing and changing our minds so that when we see something, it goes into our mind and we're processing it. Instead of thinking like we used to think and like, God, where are you? We start to say, wait a minute, God's here. He's with me. I'm not alone in this. He's walking through me, walking through this with me. He has more power than I can possibly imagine. He has more wisdom than I could ever need. I'm, going, I'm coming through this. And you can say that before you see anything. Because you believe something. Because you believe he's in union with me. Well, I don't have a spouse. We have the creator of the universe with us. We're not alone. Well, I just wish I had somebody to bounce something off of. Well, it's good to bounce things off of people, you know, that you trust. And that's a good thing. And you can find somebody like that. But we do have the spirit of God to relate to and to work with. And if we'll, if we'll believe that, you know, you know what sometimes we do? Oh, well... I, I know that, but well, we just undid the truth right there. We're not looking and really acting like it's true. We're not acting like he's in union with us. We're acting like it's something that we just go to church to hear, but it doesn't actually mean anything. That sounds like religion. That sounds like, well, we come in these walls. Oh, yeah, we believe that here. Yeah, we believe that. Amen. We go out, we act like it's not even true. Well, what's the difference between that and any other religion? We're going to get the same results. If we're at our job, oh yeah, I mean, we had a, praise God, that, that was awesome message. That was great. We walk out and then we go to our job and we're like, how in the world am I going to deal with this issue? My boss, the government, this client, whatever. I, I don't even know. What, how, what the heck is going on here? And I, I don't even know anything about this. And what are we acting like? Exactly. He's not there. I don't care what we say we believe. I don't care what, how many amens we're saying right now. I don't care what we're thinking. And again, we're in touch with our spirit right now. And it's not that this isn't real. This is absolutely real. But we need to take it over to, into the, to our day-to-day -day life to where we're tempted. Because this is exactly what will happen. If you're used to reacting like he's not there, you'll get in a situation, you're going to be tempted to act like he's not there in that situation. And somehow, sometime, we need to start the change. It doesn't mean you're going to do it perfect right away. But you might start down the same path and catch yourself. Wait, wait, wait. You might be like, where is... Wait a minute. Forgive me, God. You're here. You're in union with me. Lord, show me. And you might be tempted right then. I mean, you, you might... Be okay, and then, I'm not saying this bad over you, but hey, things, you walk things out. You may be like, a minute later, you hold it together, and you start, but, yeah, and you start looking at the situation, and you're starting to say again, I don't know, and, well, what if that happens? You just stop right there and go, wait, God, I messed up again. No, you, you are here. You're, you're with me. 
you are actually in union with me. If you've got to go somewhere where you can shut your eyes and say that, then do it. You don't have to do it in front of somebody. You don't have to shut your eyes. Just, you can just be like under your breath. God's here. He's in me. He's in me. And he's in union with me. We're going to make it. And a thought might come and you might go off for a lot while. Again, I'm not speaking anything bad over you. But hey, when you first rode your bike, unless you're just an anomaly, you know, some people probably get on a bike and ride it the first time, but you might have fallen down, but you got back up, you got back on the bike, you might have fallen down again, you got back up on the bike, you might have fallen down again, but you might have gone further, but then you fell down, and then you went for a whole day and then fall down, but then something happened, you fell down, you got it. That's the way spiritual things are too. So don't get hyper-spiritual and act like, oh, I got it, I'm going to walk it perfectly. You may... But you may fall down. That's not the time to say, oh, I blew it. That's the time to get back up because it's a process renewing our mind. It's a process to agree with these things. And it's okay if you mess up to catch yourself and to start in the other direction because what's that's doing? That is training and re... That's changing your thought patterns. There are grooves that you've been going down and getting out of that groove and starting to go in another place. That can take a little bit of time. The good news is that's okay, because you're going in a new direction. And if we keep on this way, guess what? Pretty soon, this old way is going to become something that's not normal. And this new way of thinking that, God, no way, God's with me. The first thing, after a while, the first thing is God's with me. He's in union with me. He is alive in me. My old person's been crucified with him, but I'm alive in him. He is in union with me, the Almighty. And so we're overcoming. And you start to speak different. And when you start to speak different because you believe something different, then the, the, the results start coming. It's amazing. You start saying what the Word of God says. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to see it. But if you'll just agree with Him, you are putting forces into action where He can work on your behalf and the Word of God can become real and actually manifest here. Not just we believe it, no, we never see it, but we believe it to this is what's true because he is actually in union with me now. With me. You're saying for you. With me. He's with me. He's in union with me. I am that close to him. Now. Not next week. Not next Thursday. Not a month from now, not when I feel like it, but now. Praise God. He'll, he'll bring us up. He is bringing us up. He's helping us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you that you are here right now, that you are in every person. If they believed on you, Lord, you are in union with us. You are in union with us. You are in union with us right now. Lord, any problem that somebody may be facing right now, anything that has that maybe be, been pressing on them that is... Uh, 
whatever it has to do with, whatever area of life it has, could be physical, could be uh, relational, could be something that is dealing with their business or dealing with you know, some other organization or something. God, we just look, choose to look at that uh, situation. I ask you to help each individual right now look at those situations. In fact, get one in your mind right now. Something that's been pressing, could be little, could be big, could be something that's just kind of pressing on, down on you for a while. Get it in your mind right now. And go through this exercise right now. Look at it. And instead of looking at it like you have been looking at it, I don't know, you know, maybe you've looked at it in the right frame of mind, but I, I know we can all come up. So right now, look at it with the full realization. Look at it, but realize you're in this situation and God is in union with you through the Spirit of Christ right now. So when you're looking at that situation, however you've been looking at it, how whatever pressure you felt, could be in any area. If it's physical pressure, know that the Spirit of the living God is in you right now. He's not far off. His power resides in you now. If it's something you don't know what to do, it's got to do with some situation, know that the wisdom of Christ is with you right now, that He is not far off, that He's not unwilling to help you, that He is in you, He is in union with you, and that He will take the part with you just like we said earlier of a, of a person that loves you and that is there for you and that would help you with the situation, you go through the exercise right now and imagine God that He is more willing than that to help you with the situation right now. That His wisdom is toward you. That His healing power is toward you. That His wisdom in a relationship is toward you right now. That it's not for somebody else that He wants you to succeed, that He wants you to be whole, that He wants you to be successful in whatever situation it is, that He wants you to walk in favor, that He wants you to, to, to live in prosperity, that He wants you to have that position or that promotion or that uh, new um, uh, account or, or whatever it is, that, that He is for you more than anybody that you can imagine on the earth. Now, retrain your, your mind right now. Just take a few, we're just taking a, a, a few minutes here, and instead of going down the path that it has been, let your mind go and, and run on that other path that is the truth, that, that God is working for you right now, the way we release that is by believing it and, and focusing on what He said is true. So even if it's for a few seconds here, meditate on the fact that He has the answer. And He is not withholding the answer. And He is not withholding His power. He's not withholding information. He's not withholding love. He's not withholding wisdom. Everything that He is, He is in union with you, which means what He has is yours. We need to believe it. We need to act on it. We need to act like it's true right now. See your situation unfolding 
with Him and all His resources walking with you. What does that look like? Just take a moment to, to see the next steps in your situation. And if you truly believed that He is in union with you and everything He has is yours, what is the outcome? What are the next steps? What are the next, uh, the next scenes in the, the movie if you're watching it? What does it look like? It is not hopeless. It is not a dead end. It is not a sad story. If we truly believe what the Bible says and truly believe that the Christ is in union with us, then it is always victory. It is always positive. And His love and His mercy and His grace is flowing toward you right now. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your direction. We thank you for helping individuals to plot out next steps. We thank you for your power touching bodies and releasing your anointing and your strength right now. He is here to manifest himself in any way that you need him. He is not putting it off. He is not holding you at arm's length. He is a loving God and he is here to help you. His power is available. Praise you, Lord.